Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. Thank you very much for clicking play. You're listening to The Best in the World with Richard Parr. Every week I talk to Olympic champions, world champions, world number ones and world record holders to find out what they do to become the very best in their sport. We've just finished the Olympic Games. Great Britain finishing second, an incredible performance. And just before I started to do these links before today's show, I was looking at an article on the BBC website, Rio Olympics 2016, how did Team GB make history? And it talks about a lot of different things about how there's so much finance from the National Lottery and how much it's cost the country. And obviously people have different views on whether so much money should be spent on sport. I personally think it should because I think that people involved in sport, it helps their life in, in every way and form. And then talking about all the different details, uh, what I found very interesting was about the PhD student, uh, Luke Gupta, who examined the sleep quality of more than 400 GB athletes, looking at their average sleep, issues around deprivation, and their perception of their sleep quality, and how by changing from a single bed to a double bed and using breathable duvets and pillows, Uh, helped boxers sleep for 24 minutes longer each night and as we saw that they did very well Joe Joyce just missing out on that gold medal on the final day of the Olympics but what an incredible performance by Great Britain and this is what we do on the best in the world with Richard Parr we try to find out those little bits of information which turn from someone being good at a sport to being great. And it could be nutrition, it could be sleep patterns, it could be training, it could be the environment. Whatever it is, we try to find out exactly what it is on The Best in the World with Richard Parr. This week, we're doing that with a champion boxer. Lee Selby is the current IBF featherweight boxing champion of the world. And he is our guest. He had a successful title defense in April. And we talk about his potential next opponent. There's a lot of talk about it could be a big mega money fight coming up soon. Have a listen to my chat with Lee to find out who it could be. He discusses his training routine and his eating habits. 
and his love of Nando's, in fact. He, he does enjoy a Nando's. He also talks about adapting to fighting in different locations and how he put together his champion team. Really great chat with Lee. You can learn more about him at leeselby.com and follow him on Twitter at leeselby126. I'm also on Twitter at Richard underscore par. We also have a Facebook page. That's facebook.com forward slash best in the world with Richard Parr. I've also got a website where you can get all the information and all the archive of the previous podcasts. That's richardparr.net. And the podcast page is richardparr.net forward slash podcast. All of the previous episodes are there, but they're also on iTunes. All 26 previous episodes are on iTunes. What I'd really love for you to do is click the subscribe button so you get all the latest episodes as they appear. And what would be even better would be if you were to do a rating and review on the podcast. That really helps us build our reach and we can get more listeners and more listeners means more great guests for you to learn from. Before we get to our conversation with Lee, I just want to tell you that today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash best, audibletrial.com forward slash best. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. All right, that's the plug out of the way. Let's get into it with the IBF World Boxing Champion, Lee Selby. The Best in the World Podcast with Richard Parr. Lee Selby, IBF featherweight champion of the world welcome to the best in the world with Richard Parr your last fight was in April when do you next hope to be fighting again and and against who I'm I'm hoping to be fighting around November time there's a few different options a few different names we mentioned so um, I'm I'm just waiting on on confirmation myself there's been talk about a unification bout with Carl Frampton Do do you think that could be the fight possibly I, I've heard Barry McGuigan saying that they, they want to fight a big fight in Belfast in, in the stadium. So that, that's more likely a, a, a summer fight. So I, I might have to squeeze a fight in between and then a big unification fight with Hampton. That'd be great. Okay, because of course you were at his last fight in Brooklyn. Did you spot any weaknesses if you were to face him? Yeah, I, I spotted a, a few weaknesses and also spotted a lot, a lot of strengths. And a, and a different game he brought to that fight. So if if we did if we did box it, it'd be a, a difficult task, but one one I'm confident of overcoming. When you don't have an opponent lined up, is it hard to stay motivated in training? Uh, for some fighters, yes, but for, for myself, I enjoy the gym. I, I love the training. So to be honest, if I wasn't fighting, I, I'd still be doing some sort of fitness training anyway. So I'm 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 happy just just ticking over and, and waiting for the date. I can, I can motivate myself. Well, let's talk a bit more about your training routine. What what is your 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 daily plan? What time do you get up? How long do you, you practice for? In, in the build up to the fight, I'll, I'll train at least twice a day, six days a week, but usually three times a day. That's six days a week. 
one of those sessions will consist of a run between five and eight miles and then like a, a longer run on, on the weekend. And then I'll go to the boxing gym. I'll have a spa or do the boxing, the boxing work, technique, pads, bags and circuits. And then three days a week, I'll do my strength and conditioning training. And the, and the other, the other, the other two days, I'll, I'll work in the gym and just do, do cardio based training. And what about recovery for that? Are you an ice bath man? Is there anything you do? Do you get a massage? What do you do after a big training session? I I, I like the um, sports massage for recovery, and also a lot a lot of my foods uh, high protein based, so that helps me recover too. Yeah, what what type of foods would you eat in the morning and for lunch? What 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 are your favourite foods? In fact, my favourite foods are no good for training. They <laughs> consist of cheesecake and a creamy coffee. But my my diet leading up to the fight, I eat a lot of just healthy natural foods, like porridge in the morning, chicken, fish with either vegetables, sweet potatoes or salad. But for lunch, I snack on a lot of fruits nuts and seeds and like supplements protein supplements and yeah that's basically it and just just fresh healthy healthy food if if, if it's not processed it's, it's usually good for you do you ever have a cheat day when when i'm when i'm in full-time training no but like now i'm just ticking over i'll have a cheat day now now and again say like once once a month or twice yeah two three times a month I'll have a day where I just normal. And I see you quite enjoy going to Nando's as well. Yeah, that's not really a, a, a cheap day. Nando's is healthy, healthy enough. It's, it's meat. I'll, I'll have chicken with grilled vegetables. So that's that's the same as what I eat at home. Anyway. Hmm, exactly. What about the sauces? Are the sauces good? Should, should people still have the sauces at Nando's? The sauces are not too bad. You know, with, with like the hot hot sauces especially the hot sauces, they, they help help speed up your metabolism with a with chili base. But I, I wouldn't recommend them, no, hmm. if you're trying to cut weight. Because in some of the sauces, there's like sodium and salt, which, which will re- retain water when you eat and, and you don't really want that. Hmm. And of course, you're, you're in great condition, we can see in your fights. So let's go back to the start. How did you first get into boxing, Lee? Well, to be honest, I got forced into it. My dad's a, a massive boxing boxing fan, a fanatic, you can call him. And as soon as he was old enough to put on the gloves, he sent us down to the local gym. And who were the boxers that you looked up to? Because obviously, if he was a big fan, you probably had boxing on the TV quite a lot, so you probably watched a lot of fights. Yeah, the, the main one would have to be Muhammad Ali. He was always on the TV growing up, and he, he, was, he attracted me most to the sport. And of course, we had the recent tragic news of his passing. How did that affect you? Um, it, it was quite, quite sad, quite, quite emotional. I got because he was like an important part of my life. You could say growing up, I was always watching him. I, I copied his, tried to copy his style as an amateur. I'd be dancing on the ring, trying to do the alley shuffle. So hmm. yeah, it had an effect on me. And of course, in your first few fights, you were fighting out of Newport Leisure Centre. And then yeah. as you got more and more wins under your belt, you started to fight in bigger arenas such as the O2 in London. How were you able to, to cope with going from bigger arenas? Um, 
to be honest, if 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 you can fight, if if you're a proper fighter, it, it don't it don't matter where you are, whether it's a small horse show or the, or the bigger really. If 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 you're a great fighter, great fighters can just just adapt to anything, any surrounding, any circumstances. And like you mentioned, that I, I come from the small horse shows, and now now I'm boxing in, in big arenas. There's not a lot of fighters that can do it, that have done that, work their way up with, with no TV. No, no money, no, no backing, no sponsors. I, I did it a hard way, and I got to the top. Mm, you're, you're certainly inspiring. And now you've started fighting in America and in Arizona. What was that like? It, it was a new experience, but luckily I've been out to America on several occasions on on, on training camps. So, so I wasn't too much out of my comfort zone. And you know. I had to go out early to, to climatize. I got some great sparring over in LA. And then from LA, we flew over to Phoenix, where, where I spent a week there, just adapting to the, to the heat and stuff. But it, it was a great experience. I got showcased on terrestrial TV in America to help, help build my profile. And the fight was a great fight, a great learning fight for me. I got through that with a unanimous decision. And I, I moved on and then faced my mandatory for me. That's superb. But it's been two years since you last fought in Wales. Is there? Would you like to fight back there again soon? Yeah, I'd love to box in Wales, but the, the problem we got here is is the venues. The, the venues at the moment are either too small or too big. Mm. We we got the multiple arena, which I've, I've boxed twice in. That was about around four and a half thousand, four and a half thousand. Yeah. And then the next arena up is is the Millennium Stadium, which is about 80,000. So I need somewhere like roughly 15,000, 20,000, which, which Cardiff doesn't have. And that's why I haven't boxed, boxed in, in Wales for a while. So I've, I've outgrown the multi points, and at the moment I'm not big enough for, for the Millennium Stadium or nothing. Well, hopefully one day. That, that would be awesome to see if we can get a mega fight in the Millennium Stadium one day. Could do great numbers in the Millennium Stadium if, if the right opponent was over. Like, for, for example, if I box Carl Frampton, I think we do great numbers in, in Millennium Stadium. Mm. So why why not have the fight there rather than a potential one in Northern Ireland? Because I'm not the promoter. Ah, okay. <laughs> well, let, let's talk back about your boxing then as you're not the promoter. And you say you've been able to fight in all different types of places. What are your pre-fight rituals? What, what, what's going through your mind before a fight? Um, obviously, you get the pre-fight nerves. I try to stay as calm and relaxed as possible and to just go go through the fight and, and just look over all the training I've done, know that I put in the hard work. I, I know I'm in great shape and I, I just try and I say just try and stay relaxed and just try and focus on the fight. Go go through the shots and, and the moves and combinations which I'm planning on using in the fight and just staying calm. And I see you've got a great team around you. How important are they to you? And how did some of them come and be a part of your team? Obviously, your father's been there from the start, but how did other people come on board? Well, first of all, my, my trainer, Tony Borg, I, I, I approached him. There was only two two main professional train, trainers in Wales that were doing well, not in Kawasaki, and Tony Borg. And we we decided to we was planning on meeting them both, but we decided to meet Tony first. We went up there, we got on great. I, I like his style of, of training. I had a session with him, and, and we 
with Gerald Nice, so I decided he was a trainer for me. And then I had to look for a manager. And Chris Chris Sanaga at the time was put on a show in Cardiff. So I went along with my father to just just to watch 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 the show, see how we were set up and watch boxing. And one of my old opponents boxed on, on the card, Robbie Turley. But I, I got speaking to him and he introduced me to Chris. And, and that was it, the rest of history. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. We'll have more from Lee Selby in just a moment on The Best in the World with Richard Barr. But I want to tell you that for you, the listeners of this podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Now, of course, we've just had the Olympic Games and Audible has a whole range of Olympic books you can listen to. For example, Gabby Douglas, who won gold at these recent Olympics, She's got a book called Grace, Gold and Glory, My Leap of Faith. That's there. David Boudier's got a book. Then there's all kinds of other historical books about the Olympics, the John Carlos story, the sports moment that changed the world. Plus, also last week's guest, Brian Clay, he has an audiobook that you can listen to. It's called Redemption, A Rebellious Spirit, A Praying Mother and The Unlikely Path to Olympic gold if you enjoyed my chat last week with brian clay you'll love to learn even more about him from his audiobook if you haven't listened to my chat with brian clay i highly recommend it episode 26 he was the 2008 decathlon olympic champion that means he was the world's greatest athlete what a title to have what an honor but what about all the hard work he did to achieve it? You can learn from that from last week's podcast and also from his book, which is on Audible. So take the opportunity to listen to it for free using the sponsorship, using audibletrial.com forward slash best, audibletrial.com 
forward slash best to download your free audiobook today. And that could be Redemption by Brian Clay. And as I said, lots of other Olympic books. Well, let's keep learning from Lee Selby on this week's podcast. More of our conversation is coming up next. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. And in those early days, you had one loss in one of your very early fights. Did that defeat help you in any way? What did you learn from it? I learned not to box on the road. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. <laughs> I, I was the away fighter. I thought I, thought I won the fight, personally. It was only a four-round contest. I'm a 12-round fighter. After the, I probably lost the first round, maybe drew the second and won the last two. But being the away fighter, I really had to knock him out to get the win. But um, I think it, it opened up a lot of doors and it gave, gave me more opportunity. After that, I, thought I was um, I was offered a voluntary defence by Stephen Smith's British and Commonwealth titles, and I knew that, that Smith had already beat the boy who I lost to in the ABA finals. So he probably thought if he came and that guy beat me, I was probably an easy touch. So that might have been one of the reasons why they, they accepted me for the, the voluntary defence. Of course, I, I won that. So I, I think the lot did open up a few a few doors and a couple of opportunities for me. And I, I haven't looked back since and I don't plan on losing again. <laughs> and, and of course, in your last fight, you were knocked down for the first time ever in your career in the second round and you went on to win it. It, it shows exactly what you do. You get knocked down and you come back and you fight harder. But what was going through your mind when that happened? Well, I thought the canvas was a bit wet and I slipped. Now, only, only joking. <laughs> I got caught with a good shot and I, I just fell straight back to my feet. I was more embarrassed than anything. I, looking back at the tape, I, I was a good square on. I, I threw like a shot and pulled pulled back in a straight line and he caught me with the left up. My right hand was down, he caught me with the left up. It was a great shot. But I, I got straight back to my feet. My head was clear, my legs were fine. Not one bit. I carried on with the job. And I I, sh- I showed somebody else in me, which people I haven't seen before, I, I got the determination to get up off the floor and, and st- still win. And I found it a good boxing display after that and, and dominated the fight and won by unanimous decision again. And you're the IBF featherweight world champion. When you finally decide to finish your boxing career, what do you hope that you'll have achieved? Well, I've, I've achieved so far everything that's been presented to me. I've, I've won the Welsh, Celtic, British, Commonwealth, European. I've won two WBC international titles. I've won two eliminators for the world title and of course I've won, won the world title so I've basically won every every title in boxing from the Welsh area title to the world title but going back to your question what, what I want to achieve I, I want to unify the division not all, all belts because that, obviously like some promoters don't work along with each other and stuff the politics of boxing but I'd like to at least unify one belt and then move up and wait and win another world title. And of course, I want, I want to earn enough money to, to secure my, my family and myself where I don't have to work after boxing. 
really comfortable life. And your success must be an inspiration to people from your hometown of Barry. And I've seen interviews before where you said before your career you had an alcohol addiction. Does it motivate you to continue to inspire people from your hometown that they can quit things like that and they can be a success just like you? I say, of course, of course, it motivates me. And if, if, well, I know a lot of the youngsters in in, in my town by town look up to me. They they've they've seen seen how I grew up and where I am now. I've, I've achieved a lot, and I try to pass on the message. If if you put in the hard work and the dedication in in whatever you do, not not just sports, wherever you work in life, your school work, you, you can achieve your goals. I'm I'm living proof. I've worked hard and I've, I've achieved my goals. And I'm just like any any other any other. I'm just like any other of the boys that were growing up, so they can they can relate to me. I'm, I'm from the area. They they see me growing up and they know they can do the same. And when you're not training and you're not working hard and you're not fighting, what, what do you like to do to relax? Um, I like spending time with my family, my kids. I mean, you now I'm trying to put the dummy in my baby's mouth as we speak. <laughs> And stop looking crying. Yeah, just like doing doing family things, you know, holidays, pleasure parks, and just just relaxing. Well, that's perfect, Lee. We've learned so much from you today on this podcast. Thank you so much for appearing. Just before you go, perhaps tell our listeners how we can continue to follow your progress in your career on Twitter or on a website or any forms of social media. You, you can follow me on, on my social media: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. At LeeSelby126 and my, my official website, LeeSelby.com. Brilliant. Lee Selby, thank you for appearing on the show and thank you for being the best in the world. No problem. Thank you. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Thanks again to Lee Selby for appearing on The Best in the World with Richard Barr. We will keep across who his next fight will be. Will it be against Carl Frampton in that mega fight? We'll have to wait and see what happens to the IBF featherweight boxing champion of the world, Lee Selby. Lee wasn't the only guest from the world of boxing on the podcast who we've learned from before. We've also had Paul Silky Jones. You can listen to that podcast on the iTunes page, on Stitcher, on my website, richardparr.net. We'll also likely have other boxing stars in the future. We've also had other people from the fighting world. We had the MMA star Ben Askren of the One Fighting Championship. And then we've got lots of other guests that we've had on the show lots of other interviews most recently brian clay liz mccolgan if you like snooker stephen hendry all different athletes and sports stars from across the globe from all different types of events maybe you want to know about double trap shooting we do that with richard folds a fascinating conversation with him Maybe it's about cliff diving with Gary Hunt. All of these things are here and we learn a whole different spectrum of knowledge from these people from nutrition to routines to psychology to meditation. Lots of information on the best in the world of Richard Parr 
and lots of ways that you can listen and learn. If you want to get in touch with me, my Twitter is at Richard underscore par. There's also a contact page on richardpar.net. There's also the Facebook page, Best in the World with Richard Par. We've got another great guest for you next Wednesday, but until then, have a great week. The Best in the World podcast with Richard Parr. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.